Go thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. There we go, people. Don't worry, the sound is coming. There it is. <laughs> Times get really hard. It took a minute. When you decide yeah. to walk with the Lord. Now, many people get really angry at me. Share this out. Because I just have a piece, a bitty inch of faith. Let me tell you about a story that's called my life. I was a Jew boy, and now I came to. Christ. Many people thought that I'm a fool. They thought I betrayed them. Oh, how uncool. So this is Amiad Cohen. I'm just the man after God. I'm just playing the part of that. Wandering Jew, maybe someone like you. If you open the book, then maybe maybe then you will see. And it's Saturday, people. Yeah, it is. Shabbat Shalom, people. Jesus is for me. Yeah. I saw. I opened up that book, now look at me, I'm hooked on the truth, yeah. Yeah, I am. Hope you are too. Now look at me, I'm hooked on the truth, yeah. I want to thank my husband, Bearface, for uh, producing this show. Without him, it wouldn't be as good as it is. It wouldn't look as nice. Nope. Something like that, you know, I'm scrambling over here. Oh, yeah. What about Zachariah 1210? What about some 22? Making sure that we're live on next year. What about Isaiah 53? That's good. I've seen it. <laughs> I've felt it. Yeah, I know it. Oh. What you gonna do? I'm just trying to be true to yeah. I came up. I saw. I opened up that book. Now look at me. I'm hooked on the truth. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I got my flowers behind me. This is Fairface's favorite part. You should put yourself I on. And I shall pour on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of favor and prayers, and they shall look on me whom they pierce. Uh huh. And they shall mourn for him as one mourns for his only son. And they shall be in bitterness over him as a bitterness over the firstborn. Zechariah 12.10 oh, This is Old Testament, Old Covenant. Yeah, come on, do you feel me? I was never Are you listening to this whole thing? No, we're not. It's so cool. Alright, we're going to stop this, people. I love it. Like in real radio, you have like this engineer, you got five people telling you, do this, do that. But here is live streaming, people. 
two people. Yeah, people flying by the seat of our pants, and I just I I'm hearing myself in the room rather than really in oh. the. Hmm. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop that there. Okay, okay, you go can... ahead, go ahead and talk. I turned my mic up. Okay. All right. Wait, am one, I one two, or there. two? You're one. Okay, so you're two. You want me to? You I'm two. Do you want me to turn you up? That, I that sounds pretty good. Now I'm seeing myself go way up to. That's good. We're cool. Okay. Well, last night a couple people were like, "It's <laughs> all right." Actually, I read. I want. I listened to some of the, um, the archive. And, and was it? It was. Distorted? It was a little bit distorted, and I we fixed it. All right, so Mama yeah, Gina I'm, says, I, I think you guys look very pro. Well, thank you very much. Well, my my level is pushing zero dB. So, what I could do is. You want uh, me to? What do you want me to do? Well, well, yeah, just turn, uh, just turn. This both is behind of our, the scenes. Turn both know. of our microphone levels down a little bit. Okay, like that much. Like a notch. There, how's that? Oh, uh, you're kind of quiet now. I'd like to see it come up a little more. Okay, I'll put it back where it was. No, just a little bit down from there. Okay, how's that? That's pretty good. Let's go with that. I didn't even move it, people. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I did. <laughs> and we're having problems streaming to YouTube, it looks like. What? Ah, the enemy is after us again. Okay, well, anyway. Hey, first of all, just, you know, why Bareface is trying to fix whatever. I want to make a public announcement. Yeah, I do. I use the word public. Yeah, I did. Not that other word, if you know what word that was that I was thinking about last night. I'm forever going to have this, like, on my mind. All right. Well, anyway. Okay. So, we're going to talk about Israel tonight, as you guys know. And um, I also... Let's see here. I'm trying to re- see what Randall... Oh, yeah. Israel bans entry of U.S. Congresswoman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're going to talk about that, but we're going to talk about a couple other things first. But first... I want to say a public thank you to everybody who has messaged me privately to thank me for the show that I did yesterday. You know, um, when somebody gossips about you behind your back and they don't think you can see what they're saying, um, and, you know, and there's these these lives going on, it's, it's actually really nice that somebody actually came to me and finally said, well, what happened? So I just want you to know I appreciate it a lot, and um, uh, I have to tell you that uh, there's there's more, obviously, to the issue, but you know what? This isn't the place to air it, and those of you who know me, know me, just like I said last night. I don't do things for no reason, and I certainly don't do them, um, what's the word is, harshly or um, without thought, although it might appear that way. I didn't. I didn't. And, you know, I will just say this one last thing, and then this will be a lying dead dog. Don't lie to me. Just don't do it. Don't lie to me. Because that's the quickest way to lose me as a friend. You do it once, I'll forgive you. You do it twice, I'll deal with it. Do it three times, I'll give you a little more. But you keep doing it, you don't want to own yourself or take responsibility, you're gone. Because I don't need that. I don't need it. And you don't need it. And you know what? I don't like it. You know, I, I think the saddest thing to me about this whole past week is that there were people attacking me who don't even know me. I mean, honestly. <laughs> I'm like, who the heck are you people to even make a judgment about me 
and what I do and who I am without even knowing me, you know, that, that, you know, it just, it's, 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 it's sad. And you know what I can tell you is look, we're all guilty at some point in our lives of being gossips. Okay. I don't know anybody who's never gossiped, but when things happen and, um, people know you for who you are, and then somebody who purports to be a real close friend of yours goes out and slanders you publicly. It's like, you know, that's not my definition of a friend, people. It's it's just not. And it's not God's definition either, you know? And those of you who are um, familiar with my coaching call, my Unstuck Club call that I started a couple weeks ago, you know, that is who I am. My background is as, is as a therapist, and I'm a damn good therapist, I might add. And the reason why is because I did the work, you know, and unfortunately, a lot of people don't do the work. And that's why so many people are all screwed up when they go to certain people because they're using them as their clients. It's the same way with coaches, you know, people can just hang a shingle and, and, and it's like, hey, you know, come see me. I'm all great. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're not. You're not. And sometimes, you know, people are well-meaning. And sometimes people are convinced to help people they shouldn't have. And that was my, what happened in this case with me, basically. Um, and as I was talking to a friend of mine who's a recovered addict today. By the way, recovered addicts, recovered addicts. Not current addicts, but recovered addicts are the best friends you can get. Just so you know. You know why? Because recovered addicts do not put up with BS. And they don't put up with lies. And they deal in the truth. And they'll tell you how it is. Those are the people I like. You know, people who are honest. Who who go, you know what? I, def- I screwed up. <laughs> you know, I cl- you know, they understand the 12 steps. And, you know, yeah, I know there's a debate about the 12 steps. But you know what? Um, Mr. Bill, who put those steps together... Uh, they were based in, you know, scriptural principles. And if you're healthy enough to actually go through those, own some stuff, then you'll get better. If you're not, you're not gonna, you know. And I think the big thing, you know, that I've learned honestly in my middle age is that I am so sick and tired. And, and many of you are in my age bracket. And maybe you've come to this too, as far as your age goes. I am so sick and tired of people not taking my feelings and, and appreciating me and my feelings, you know, and I think this is a struggle that a lot of people with codependent behavior, you know, which I am one, of course, (laughs) not massively, but to a degree, you know, um, is that, you know, we care about other people. I was raised with a narcissistic mother, so my feelings didn't matter. And, you know, what I can tell you is that I didn't exist. I was an extension of her. So I'm, I'm just saying that my feelings matter. Your feelings matter and you need to be able to own your feelings and and talk about your feelings to other people in a healthy way and own them without attacking other people, you know, and a lot of people don't know how to do that. See, let me give you a crash course. I feel, fill in the blank with a feeling word, not you did this, you did that, you are, you are, you. If you're constantly putting you in a sentence towards somebody else, rather than owning your own feelings, you're unhealthy and you need to get your act together. You know what I mean? How does one get past having a narc parent? A lot of therapy, actually. 
You know, it takes some time to get out of the cult that you were brainwashed in to take care of the, to take care of those people, you know, because they don't see you as a person. And then when you've been violated uh, physically on top of it, you know, it's like this double whammy of, you know what, you're just an object and I don't really give a crap about you. You're here to serve my needs and that's it. And I'm here to tell you and declare openly, I ain't here to serve anybody's needs except my husband's. And that's it. You know, the people I choose to be friends with or choose to minister with, you know, it's that's my choice. And I have a choice who I want in my life and who I don't want in my life. And it's nobody's place to judge who's going to be in my life and who's going to be out of my life. And if you don't like it, you can leave. You know, don't let the door hit you. And if you're going to set some stupid thing with me and you're going to try to boss me around, good luck, because nobody's going to boss me around. <laughs> you know, and it's not because, you know, I'm such a rebellious woman. It's because I'm an adult and I have a mind of my own just saying, you know, and I think, frankly, this is one of the big problems in our culture. It's the problem in the church. It's it's the problem in our culture as a whole is you got infantile people who are emotionally stunted and act like two years old, instead of taking personal responsibility for their lives, they like to whine and blame everything on everybody but themselves. And you know what? Here's what I can tell you. I have never been that person. You know, I'm not perfect. I've had my times of depression and wallowing, but I can also tell you, and Randall can attest to it for the last almost 30 years, that I've never been a stuck person and I've never been entitled in any way. And if you if you want to be around me, guess what? You better not be because, boom, you're gone. I don't have to put up with it. And as my friend Vicky always says, you know what? I don't, don't have to accept unacceptable behavior and I'm done. I'm done with it. So if anybody has a problem with that and you have a problem with me, come to me. Don't go somewhere else, you know, and I'll hear you out, you know, and I can tell you a number of you I've had private conversations with because some of you are my customers. Some of you I have had to apologize to for, you know, something that was miscommunicated. But you know what? I've also received a lot of apologies from some of you. So and I'm okay with that. You know, that's part of being mature and being an adult and owning your own stuff. So that's my little rant. And I, and I have to say that any any of you who know me, and most of you clearly do, because, you know, I haven't had one person attack me directly. Well, except one. And they're blocked. What I can tell you is that... Um, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. You know, today, today I, I got some really cool news. Um, some of you might have seen it on my Facebook page. I actually, you know, family is important to me because I don't have much of one, right? And hey, Sean. Hey, Denise. And what I can tell you, and Gina and, and Mia, superhero paramedic, what I can tell you is that today God opened up uh, a door for me. I have just, I uh, got, I got a message from somebody who is my first cousin who is in her seventies and, um, and it's super cool. And so, you know, I see God doing some really cool things in my own life, but also I have to tell you that, you know, be open to what God is doing and do not be afraid of standing up for yourself. Cause you know what, in the end, you're going to be the only one that does it. 
And, you know, for some people, it, it will never happen because they just want to play the victim their whole life. But those people, that's sad. It's pathetic, actually. I encourage anybody, if you're stuck, get your butt in therapy. Go to a go to an addict group, 12-step program, something, you know. Get, out, get outside your head and stop thinking about yourself so much and look towards helping somebody else out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway. Anyway. All right. Randall's like getting back on the screen. Okay, Stace. Reel it in. This lie there. <laughs> okay. All right. So I, I do want to bring up this show. It's one of the things I tweeted out to everybody. So what happened to the family thing? Well, yeah, I was just saying what it was. You okay. know, I just mentioned the first cousin and right. yeah. okay. in, in her 70s. I don't know if she's going to respond to me. Apparently, though, you guys will find this so cool. You remember when I took that DNA test to find out if I was Jewish? Well, I am a little bit Jewish. But apparently that DNA test connected me to actual relatives. And, I, okay, I will tell you this. So I get this message out of the blue from this woman who um, she says, hey, I think that we have the same grandparents. And I'm like, and she lists my grandparents' names. And I know my grandparents' names because my dad just actually told me them a couple of weeks ago. And uh, anyway, so I, uh, I went ahead and I, I, I read through this message and uh, she thinks that I was the daughter of some cousin or uncle or something somewhere. And she told me that she was the daughter of my, of my dad's brother, Raymond. Now, what she doesn't know, what I find totally weird, is that that is the only brother my dad talks about. I mean, I think it's probably because it's the closest one to him. And uh, anyway, so... I remember back and I said, no, actually, I'm not the child of these two people that you mentioned, but I am the daughter of this guy who happens to be the brother of your dad, you know, who, who's my uncle, who's passed. I mean, most of these people are dead, you know. Um, and anyway, so I'm looking forward to hearing her response because this woman is 70. And you got to understand, in my family, this is amazing because my dad is 40 years older than me. Which means that most of my relatives are 20 years older than me, you know. And so it's kind of, it's kind of weird. <laughs> I told her, I said, I'm young enough to be my dad's granddaughter, not his daughter, you know, because he's 91, you know. So anyway, yeah, so it's, so it's going to be interesting. Anyway, she told me, she said that there is a book written about my dad's side of the family that dates back all the way to the 1700s when, um, uh, when my dad's family, um, you know, came from, uh, uh, France or wherever it was. Um, so I gotta get a copy of this book cause, and then I do, I can actually read back and probably see who all my, my great, 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 great people are and stuff like that. So, so we're all sons of Noah. My dad was 40 years older than me too. Wow. Yeah. See, so that's, that is, you know, that is the thing everybody. So anyway, um, yeah, so that was super cool. All right, now we're going to talk about Israel in just a second. But how many of you guys have seen this show called Good Omens? Um, did, I didn't give you a screenshot of this, did I? No, ma'am. Oh, well, it's on my Facebook that. page. But anyway, okay. so there's this TV show, which is based on a book, apparently. Oh, I was not aware of that. Yeah, I only read that in the reviews. Apparently, it's Mo based... Most good stuff on film <laughs> Yeah, well, this comes from a book. So it's this is an Amazon a better book. Apparently, this is an Amazon Prime um, special. 
I think. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know where it originates, but I just saw it on Amazon Prime because that's I don't have Netflix or anything like that. But uh, it's called Good Omens, and here's the description. It says yeah, here... Yeah, I believe it's an Amazon original. Original. That's what yeah. I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so it's the season one. It's got six episodes, and it says here, Azarephale... I don't know if I'm saying that right, but anyway. And Crowley of Heaven and Hell, respectively, have grown rather, rather fond of the Earth, so it's terrible news that it's about to end. The armies of good and evil are amassing. The four horsemen are ready to ride. Everything is going according to the divine plan, except that someone seems to have misplaced the Antichrist. (laughs) Can our heroes find him and stop Armageddon before it's too late? Now, (laughs) I was tired because I played pickleball, and I thought, I want to kind of watch something. And I saw this, and and I I looked at the name, and I thought, it sounds kind of witchcrafty. I thought, well, I'm going to read the description. And I read that description and I thought, oh my gosh, I got to at least watch this just for a minute, you know, a couple minutes. Um, It's in the comedy and fantasy genre. Um, And in the first episode, um, it it opens up. Well, first of all, has anybody seen it? Put a one if you've seen it. Because what I'll just say, it's 51 minutes an episode or give or take, maybe close to an hour. Um. But in the first episode, it opens up in the Garden of Eden, um, and it shows Eve eating an apple, literally an apple off an apple tree, um, and then it shows the angel with the flaming sword being removed or being sent to guard the Garden of Eden. Um, so that's all pretty biblical, except for the apple part. I don't know that was really an apple, but whatever. Um, and um, and then you saw the commercial, okay? Yeah, and then the um, the um, uh, then it goes into this this uh, story um, where the the angel and the the demon angel they're friends and they're talking about you know about things and and anyway the demon one the devil guy he gets assigned something he doesn't like and anyway but then it goes into this this interesting story about how these th- uh, three women give birth to the baby and one of the women. Um, is, um, um, huh? three women give birth well, to no, one no. baby? No, no, there's three different babies. Oh. Okay. There, it shows two, but I think there's three. But basically it shows this, and I think this is interesting. It shows the nunnery, right? Catholic nuns, but they're not actually Catholic nuns. They're devil nuns. Um, they're demonic nuns. It, it actually says that. It says some weird thing. Anyway. And basically talking about how the Antichrist child is being born into the world and somehow it, it's getting mixed up. And I, anyway, and then it, it talked about, and I thought this was interesting because it talked about how you have um, <clears throat> like, like the one devil guy talked about how he tempted a priest to look at a woman and how in a year he's going to fall. And then it talked about how um, this other guy talked about how he attempted something, how he basically, I think he said he canceled, like knocked out 50,000 cell phones in London. Um, and they were like, really, that's all you did. And he's like, yeah, that's pretty good. Cause then it gets everybody mad and in the flesh, you know, <laughs> it was really interesting. And then, um, anyway, so then it talks about these babies and it, and it shows, um, 
basically them switching them and 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 uh, anyway anyway that's all i've watched i don't want to make mess the whole series up but it looks very interesting and i think for mature believers anyway i think that you can watch this and you can see where the bible is you know where where they're portraying it accurately but it's also very interesting and i only bring it up cuz i usually don't promote stuff like this as you know but i bring it up because i find it fascinating that um here um you know the the description of the show the armies of good and evil are amassing the four horsemen are ready to ride everything is going to, according to the divine plan except that someone seems to have misplaced the antichrist <laughs> <laughs> can our heroes find him and stop Armageddon before it's too late? Um, I don't know about you, but I think that's funny. I, <laughs> I don't know, Randall. Do you think it's funny? I think it's kind of funny. Um, I've not seen it. I mean, no, it may, I know it may be uh, something for uh, you know, sort of a cultural, you know, um, apologetics type thing. Yeah, sort of thing. Just go well, keep an eye on it and. Well, what, be able to talk about it from it's, my, it's done kind of in know, a documentary story type telling way. So, but I mean, the description is kind of, do you guys think it's interesting? I think it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't expect it to be biblical entirely, but the biblical themes could, you know, open up conversation if you're not. Oh, it's completely non biblical. I mean, yeah, that's obvious. Right. But, but, but you know, to. I guess, you know, to watch it, to be prepared to talk about it might be... Yeah, but here's the thing. Mm. But that's... <laughs> okay, first, this is why I think it's funny. Because, you know, like Gina said, oops, we missed the anti... We misplaced the Antichrist. Right. So here is a TV show that the whole world can watch talking about the Antichrist. Huh. Right? Now, maybe somebody who's been involved in the Illuminati, I know some of our audience, there's the, there's a few of you, you. I'd like to know what you think if you're watching this. I don't know yet because I haven't looked over there. But um, I would like to know what you think because this could be a TV show written by part of the Illuminati to get you to think different things, right? So I, <laughs> I don't know. But it's certainly, yeah, a conversation starter about It is. It's interesting. Things. Yeah. Oh, hi, everybody over there. Jeff, nice to see you, Forrest. Forrest and Jeff and Denise. I know Denise is over there too. And Natasha. Hey, Natasha. Nice to see you. Okay, so, uh, yeah. So, anyway, so I think that, you know, it's interesting because, cause look, how many of you have ever seen a show about the Antichrist before that wasn't produced by some Christian, you know, um, movie maker or something? Not me. I haven't seen any. So, and I don't even know about, I guess apparently this is a book Good Omens, so I guess maybe I'll look on Amazon and under for that book title and see what the reviews are about it. This show actually has 481 four-and-a-half-star reviews on it, though. Um, so that's kind of what got my attention. Because um, it's not generally something I would watch. A fantasy, you know, I'm not really into that, really. But anyway, so that's free. That was free. Okay, so... Which story, Randall, do you want us to talk about now? Anything? Uh, yeah, well, let's... Uh, I look frozen over there. By the way, where are we at now on this new new platform? What's it called? It's called Mixer. It's at mixer.com? Uh, yes, I believe so. Forward slash Bible News Radio? I don't know about that. 
think I'd know that, but I don't know. Hey, it was just minutes before. Yep, that's it, actually. Okay, minutes before the top of the hour. Was... Okay, so apparently this new platform, Mixer, is a... What kind of platform is this? Well, it's uh, owned by Microsoft. Microsoft started it. It's similar to Twitch. It's primarily gaming and an Xbox sort of thing because it's <laughs> Microsoft, but... Okay. Yeah, so if you want to if you want to watch us over there, we're there. But what I can tell you is that um it's a very very new platform and um and you said Ken Johnson is over there? Yeah, Ken Johnson has one broadcast over there so far. So Ken Johnson is a Hebrew scholar, in case you didn't know that, right? Yeah. yeah. And we've interviewed him a few times. He's very biblical. Really I nice guy. I don't know if he's Hebrew, but Oh, well, anyway. Anyway, but he's a biblical scholar anyway. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Okay, so, which story should I talk um, about? Yeah, let's go with the uh, somewhat old news way back on the 15th about the uh, uh, Israeli ban. Okay. Okay, so this is from worldisrealnews.com. Yeah, yeah it, it is. is. <laughs> See how much I've influenced him? He, now we're saying the same thing. Okay, anyway. All right, so this is what it says here. Um <clears throat> Uh, Israel has decided to bar two Muslim pro-BDS members of Congress from entering Israel over fears of provo pro provocation that they would cause and their unwillingness to coordinate with Israel authorities, according to multiple reports. That An awkward sentence. That doesn't even make... You know what? These people really need to learn to proofread. But it, it is a, it's an okay statement over fears of provocation that they would cause. And their unwillingness to coordinate with Israeli authorities. Okay. I know you all think this is super easy, people, but it's not. Just so you know. I make it look easy. <laughs> or maybe not. Anyway, it says here, officials had reportedly been examining the official wording of the decision with legal authorities. Interior Minister Area Derry. I don't know, Annou announced the decision late Thursday afternoon. According to a press statement, Minister Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, Foreign Minister Israel Katz, and Minister of Strategic Affairs Gilad Erdan explained that the State of Israel respects the U.S. Congress as part of the close alliance, but it is inconceivable that anyone who wishes to harm the State of Israel will be allowed to visit. You know what? Don't you think they're being unreasonable here? No. <laughs> Israel. I mean, seriously, what's what's up with you? You know, sorry about that, mister. I scared you, didn't I? My bad. What's up with Israel? Wanting to not have terrorists and people who hate them come into their nation. Hmm? Anyway, uh, let's see here. Israel has decided we won't enable the members of Congress to enter um, the country. Deputy Foreign Minister Tzipi Hodovili told... Con news. I once heard somebody say, just say it with conviction, even if you have no clue how to say it. Just pretend you do. Works for Janet Parker. I know. She did a great job. <laughs> anyway, uh, we won't allow those who deny our right to exist in this world to enter Israel. In principle, this is a very justified decision. Representative Ilhan Omar, Democrat, uh, Minnesota, and Representative Rashida Tlaib. Am I saying their names right? 
Say it with conviction. Whatever. We're expected to arrive in Israel at the end of the week. Reportedly, they have been coordinating their visit with Palestinian figures. Um, Israeli, Israeli law bars entry into the country of those who support a boycott of the Jewish state. However, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu appeared inclined to allow Omar and Talib Talabi, Talib Talab, <laughs> to visit following pressure from leading figures in the U.S. Democratic Party. You know why I don't know how to say their names? I'm going to be honest. It's because I don't watch the media and listen to the media say and actually how they say their names. Anyway, the decision to bar reflects Israel's concern over potential incitement on the part of the two Congresswomen while they are in Israel or the Palestinian-administered territories. Omar and Tlaib have made statements that included anti-Semitic tropes, have supported anti-Israel groups, and have questioned Israel's right to its land. In July, Omar introduced a House resolution in support of BDS, which Tlaib or whoever co-sponsored. This person compared the BDS movement to boycotts against Nazi Germany. I don't know. Do you think that you would boycott Nazi Germany? You know, if knowing now what you what they didn't know then. I mean, I don't know. And by the way, did you guys hear? I I don't know if you saw this. This is just a a little extra. Did you know that Hitler's grandfather was Jewish? Did you know that? I actually just read that recently on on mm. the internet. It could it must be, be true. Well, no, it actually came up. It was actually in historical documents that his grandfather was actually Jewish. How many of you have heard that? You can look it up and you can tell me if I'm wrong. Some of you will, if it, <laughs> if it is. But there was actually an article about that. I read it not too long ago. Uh, anyway, she you and want to go on? To, huh? You want to go on with the story? Do you want me to? Oh yeah, if you yeah. If Is it almost done? Oh, it's only two sentences left. Okay. She, okay, it says she and Talab have close ties with CARE, the Council on American-Islamic Relations, also known as a terrorist front group that's here in America, uh, which is believed to be linked with Hamas, thus the connection to terrorism. <laughs> yeah, so, bareface, commentate, Yeah. Well, wildly speculate, commentate, wildly speculate, that's what we should make our tagline, commentating and wildly speculating. What we were talking about before airtime, like, you know, imagine you knew somebody was coming to your house and and they'd expressed intentions that, you know, they, they hate you and they plan to vandalize your house. I mean, uh, I mean, oh, come on, that, I'm, you know, our doors are open. No, I mean, and given the added... And they hate you and they want to kill you. So, yes, and, come in with a gun even. I appreciate that. I mean, and given the added facet <laughs> that these are United States representatives, they represent, apparently, they represent uh, constituents within the United States, but they are U.S. government officials. And so the U.S., who is an ally of Israel... To have uh, and representatives from an Israeli ally come over and denounce Israel, it's 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 not a good thing. It's not it's not very expedient politically. Not a very good idea. Um, you know when you have you have uh, you know good relations with a nation, and then officials from that nation come over to denounce your existence 
I mean, of course you're going to say no. But they, as the article said, uh, they relented and said you can come. Well, should we go with a middle article about the organizations you just mentioned? Sure. Okay. And, so and then we can look at the 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 aftermath. Okay. So which of, one is it? The progressive one? Uh, from the National Review. From the National Review. Okay. I didn't. I don't have that one open. So give me a minute. I thought I opened it. Um, no, that's YouTube. Yeah, you guys, just so you know, I've had like five of these articles or something. Let's see here. And I collect these through the week because, you know, what's interesting is is that... Um, um, yeah, there it is. Okay. Is that so much happens between, you know... This is the one bummer about not doing the show every day. It's hard to... Really pick what I want to talk about on the weekend. Okay, so Ilhan Omar and Rashida Talabi, or however you say her name, partnered with vicious anti-Semites to plan their trip to Israel. Uh, okay, and this says here, this should be a national scandal. To the extent that I care at all about Israel blocking entry to two U.S. Congresswomen who partner with anti-Semites who seek its destruction, I agree with critics who who argue that Benjamin or Bibi Netanyahu should not appear to bow Donald Trump's tweeted demands that the blocking Rashida, I'm just going to say T from here on out, just because uh, I don't want to keep saying this person's name. Anyway, and Ilhan Omar from visiting Israel handed them a short-term propaganda victory, but that's not the most important part of the story. The most important element of the story is the fact that two American congresswomen shunned a bipartisan congressional delegation to Israel to go uh, to go on an independent trip to Israel sponsored by vicious anti-Semites. Another important element of the story is that as of today, the mainstream media have whitewashed Omar and T's vile association, which, which is really sad if you think about it. First of all, anti-Semitism is of the devil, in case you didn't know that. Yeah, it is. Uh, in fact, I was uh, I was talking to somebody this past week. I had a, a a business meeting with somebody, and it was interesting. It was really super cool, you guys. And by the way, you should pray for me in in this particular thing. So I was talking to this young lady, well, about eleven years younger than me, and I uh, and I Talib, huh? Okay. And anyway, I uh, we were talking about Legal Shield and some stuff, but it actually ended up being a conversation about the Bible more than anything. And she was super hungry for understanding God's word in the context in which it's written. So I got to tell her about Ariel Ministries and got to talk to her about the book of Jonah and and how in the book of Jonah, you have Jonah who hated the Ninevites, which is race, you know, because they were, you know, he was racist. Okay. I mean, that's the simple way to put it. And yet God said, hey, dude, you know, after they, they, the people, the 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 people on the boat figured out it was him. They threw him overboard. By the way, yeah, it's me. Yeah, just throw me over. <laughs> and he gets swallowed by a big fish. Sure, that happened. Yeah, it did. So he gets swallowed by a big fish. Um, clearly journaled why he was inside the fish. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is how I think. Wait, hold on. I'm going to pray. I'm going to write it down for the future. <laughs> anyway, yes, the Ninevites were mean people, okay? And, and Jonah 
obviously didn't want them to repent because he hated them. I get that. Um, but the whole story of Jonah is hilarious. If you act, it's funny, hilarious, and very, very, very important if you understand it in the context, right? Um, the fact that the Ninevites worshipped a fish god is hilarious because all of a sudden, you know, here's this this prophet who gets barfed up on the land. And by the way, hey, repent or you guys are all going to die. And I'm personally hoping you will. <laughs> no, I don't think Jonah said that. And then he has this massive conversion of the Ninevites, including the leadership. And next thing you know, the whole nation is repenting. And Jonah is completely bummed out about it and wants to die afterwards. There you go. You know, he has he has the best, you know, you know, conversion rate of any prophet out there, <laughs> I think. And yet he wanted to die afterwards. Yeah. But I can understand why. I mean, it was, you know, the Ninevites were anti-Semites. Okay. Right. So anyway, nothing has changed. Anyway, back to the article. Writing yesterday, the Washington Post said that Omar, oh wait, I got to say one other thing. So I was telling this woman, this is what I was going to ask for prayer for. She actually was sitting there and she said to me, she said, you know, it sounds like you really know the Bible quite well. And I said, eh, you know, I've read it a couple of years. And she said, I would love to be in a Bible study. If you, if you ever wanted to lead a Bible study, I would love to come to a Bible study that you would lead. And I said, really? I said, could I do it here? She said, yeah, I'll open my office up to do it. So, you know what? I'm thinking about it, you guys. I mean, hey, if there's people who, like one or two people locally who want to come to a Bible study, I would teach. Wouldn't you want, wouldn't you want me to do it? And of course you would, because wouldn't that be cool? That'd be What's making, to think about? Making, You've just been invited. I know. To share I, from the word, do it. I know. So just so you know, that's probably going to happen. I'll probably start with the book of Jonah, too, because it's, such a good book. But anyway, back to this. Okay, so writing yesterday, the Washington Post said that Omar and Talib, thank you, Gina, uh, uh, trip to Jerusalem and the West Bank was planned by MIFTA, a nonprofit organization headed by Palestinian lawmaker and longtime peace negotiator Hanan Ashwari. Ashwari. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, the New York Times described it as an organization headed by a longtime Palestinian lawmaker. In its editorial, the, the New York Times editorial board identified it as a group that promotes global awareness and knowledge of Palestinian realities. Yeah, it does. Sounds safe. This is a whitewash. Thanks to a Twitter thread from the Washington Examiner's Seth Mandel who pointed to multiple additional sources, I started looking at the articles and views published on the MIFTA website, and it was like peeling an onion of evil. Ooh, that's a good line. Peeling an onion of evil. Yeah, it was. There was layer upon layer of anti, of vile anti-Semitism. First, the group actually published blood libel, posting an article that accused the Jews of using the blood of Christians in the Jewish Passover. Mm-hmm. Then, pro-Israel bloggers co condemned the article. MIFTA first claimed that the attacks against the peace were part of a smear campaign and minimized the reference to blood libel as merely briefly addressed. Now, I don't know about you people, but I personally kind of find this highly offensive that they would accuse the Jews of using the blood of Christians in the Jewish Passover. And yet, this is the BS that, you know, the liberal media doesn't want to report. Anyway... It was just a light sprinkling. Uh, it was just a light sprinkling. 
a blood libel. Move along. Nothing to see here. The organization later issued a more complete apology, but we've barely gotten started with this vile group. It also published an American neo-Nazi treatise called Who Rules America? The Alien Grip on Our News and Entertainment Media Must Be Broken. And by the way, I will tweet this article out so you guys can click through the links and read these source stories. You can see them in the in there. You can see they're all blue. Okay. So it says here, as Vox's Jane Coaston explained, the original source of National Vanguard, a neo-Nazi group founded in 2005 in Charlottesville by members of the National Alliance. The National Alliance was for a time the best financed and best organized white nationalist group in America. And to give you a sense of its ideology, here are two paragraphs from the treatise. The Jew-controlled entertainment media have taken the lead in persuading a whole generation that homosexuality is normal and an and acceptable way of life, that there is nothing at all wrong with white women dating or marrying black men, <clears throat> or with white men marrying Asian women, that all races are inherently equal in ability and character, except that the character of the white race is suspect because of a history of oppressing other races, and that any effort by whites at racial self-preservation is reprehensible. We must oppose the further spreading of this poison among our people, and we must break the power of those who are spreading it. It would be intolerable for such power to be in the hands of any alien minority and values and interests different from our own, but to permit the Jews with their 3,000-year history of nation-wrecking uh -huh. <laughs> from ancient Egypt to Russia uh -huh. to hold such power over us is tantamount to race suicide. Indeed, the fact that so many white Americans today are so filled with a sense of racial guilt and self-hatred that they actively seek the death of their own race is a deliberate consequence of Jewish media control. Oh, my gosh. Well, I will say, okay, I will say to the first line about the promotion of homosexuality, that is true, okay? And Israel is rampant with homosexuality as well, so we can't deny that part. But the rest is a load of BS, in my opinion. Um, anyway, article goes on to say, I look forward to hearing apologists argue that these statements are merely critiques of Israel, Israeli policies, but that's not all. Not by a long shot. The group cele celebrates terrorists, including an evil woman who helped murder 13 Israeli children in an article titled, Let Us Honor Our Own. A MIFTA contributor describes Dalal al-Mugrabi as a Palestinian fighter who, is, who was killed during a military operation against Israel in 1978 and is one of the Palestinian people's national heroes. The so-called military operation is more widely known as the Coastal Road Massacre, a bus hijacking that resulted in the deaths of 38 Israeli civilians, including 13 children. Al-Maghrabi is hardly the only terrorist Ms. Mifta celebrates, it described female suicide bomber Wafa Idris as the beginning of a string of Palestinian women dedicated to sacrificing their lives for the cause. It singles out for recognition Handy Jaradat, a woman who blew herself up in a restaurant killing 21 people, including four, four children. The founder of MIFTA herself, Mish Asharari, excuse jihadist violence by telling an interviewer that you cannot somehow adopt the language of either the international community or the occupier by describing anybody who resists as terrorist. 
And of course, Mifta published an article asking whether Israel was a proper homeland for the Jewish people. And there is a tweet by Gerald Beer, 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 I don't know, anyway, which says under the heading, is Israel the only possible homeland for Jews? This article questioning the appropriateness of Israel as the location of a Jewish homeland was posted by Mifta, one of the sponsors of the proposed Tlaib Omar visit to Israel. All right. How, how much longer do we got here? Okay, it's almost uh, over. I don't know if we have to go through it all, but... Okay. Well, anyway, okay, so we'll just stop there. This is a long article. Um, so what do you think, Randall? I mean, because... <sighs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> given the history mm -hmm. uh, of this group and their allies, you know, white supremacists, which... which, which uh, which just is mind-numbing. You know, you hear all this stuff on the progressive left about, you know, that's that says Americans are racist and all the racist skinheads, they're Republicans and gun-toting, you know, NRA members, whatever. And then here is this group sponsoring these two Democrat congresswomen to go to Israel and they're allies, and they're citing all the white supremacist, you know, material that's all about death to the Jews and you know the Jews controlling the media and whatever. And so, it was, well, is it strange bedfellows, or or is it that they really are the ones that you know are are the racists? I I don't know. And this, yeah, I could get into a whole thing about. The, the occupiers and all that kind of stuff where mm. where the what we consider the holy land with Israel you know mama gina says this she says america aka the usa is mm. the most least racist country ever so annoying yeah mm -hmm. great point she is so smart mama you guys got to get to know mama gina she yeah. is she is smart i know you you don't like it when I compliment you, do you? But you are. So build a bridge and get over it like that because you are. You're brilliant. She is very smart. She's very biblically illiterate. She's got children. You know, she's a mom. So she's most moms are smart. Not all moms, um, but most moms are smart. <laughs> and we talked about stuff in, uh, you know, in the, yesterday about the article about Christian women. Yeah. Some of the, uh, you know, carnage that goes on in India where it's just, you know, you're from a different you know, province or whatever, uh, sometimes is, and, uh, lest we forget Rwanda, you know, where it's two basically tribes, you know, same, same race, if you will. And, and yeah, just, you can look at the stats. And I think she's right that as far as being least racist, are there racial tensions here? Yes. Are there big are, th are there racial tensions stirred up by the that by the previous <laughs> president? Yeah. Yeah. Which which the irony of that all people. Yeah. I mean seriously, I mean, think about it. I mean and you know, this next election is gonna be interesting. It really is. So in Okay, so Randall's gonna read this next story because I don't have it. Okay, well, um let me oh so I'm um, just Whoops, wrong one. By the by the way, just so you guys know, in case you don't know, I'm 
like tonight, for whatever reason, the glare on my computer is highlighting my floater in my right eye. It's driving me nuts because it's I'm like trying to read it like around it. And I, I need to put some eye drops in so it could kind of help do that. Because does that happen to anybody else? <laughs> it's only my right eye. When I drive too, it's like so bright. Then I can see all my floaters and it drives me. It's like really crazy. They're, they're gotten, they're, they've gotten a lot better, but gosh. So I'm and like trying gone. to do a quick and dirty put myself on the screen kind of thing for these yeah. does anybody else have floaters that bug them you know right, we'll it's the that. result of uh um you know lasik eye surgery for so many Whoops. years what the heck if you weren't laughing so hard you'd be offended oh shush <laughs> all right when i meet you i'm gonna smack you just so you know in right. love so, as was alluded to in that other uh, article, oh. Netanyahu and the powers of the B in Israel decided to basically rescind their blockage, their block there, and allow Rashida Talib to come into Israel to visit her family in the West Bank, specifically her grandmother, who cursed Trump, but whatever. Um, ah, whatever. Anyway, but let's <laughs> just, just curse Trump. No big let's, deal. Go, let's get into this article okay. by Noah Landau, who writes, A U.S. Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib said Friday, and that would be yesterday, she is canceling her planned visit to the West Bank due to Israel's, quote, oppressive conditions, unquote, after the Interior Ministry accepted her petition to visit on, quote, humanitarian grounds, unquote, and calling on Americans to, quote, reevaluate our unwavering support, unquote, for Israel. Uh, anyway, should be reevaluate, but I know it's common. Anyway, I can, anyway. Okay, wait. So I'm, I'm, I see your message, Denise. Yes, go ahead and sleep good, babe. Right. And also, Natasha, wait, Natasha said, coming from a black woman's point of view, this is a racist country. I understand, and I, I mean, I'm not black, clearly I'm very white, but I do agree with you, and I can tell you where I actually am, have been discriminated against as a white woman was when I lived in California. And you know who by? The illegal alien Mexican population, just so you know. Okay, anyway. Anyway, and there's definitely here in the southeast racism alive Oh, wait, 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 wait. It definitely is, but so Natasha said here, I was raised to always work twice as hard as my white counterparts because they will always have the upper hand. That's interesting, and I don't doubt that experience from you at all, but what I can also tell you from my point of view as a white woman is that I have been discriminated against because people assume that I was handed life on a platter. I wasn't. My mom raised me on welfare. Yeah. And um, everything I have, I worked my butt off for. That's not the word I want to use, just so you know. But it is true. And what really irks me is that when it came to financial aid, um, it was the um, it was it was the women, the young women who had sex out of wedlock, who had numerous children, who were living on welfare and stamps. They were getting the aid while I had to work my butt off and get a student loan, which I, I ultimately had to pay back. So I was being punished because I wasn't black or, or Mexican or Asian uh, and because I was moral Anyway, and, before... and all that. So, yeah, anyway, but no, I'm just sharing that, right, before that you... I... 
I so, understand having so, anyway. Before you go off and shave your head, <laughs> what Mama G Mama Jean says is one of the least racist is the least racist country in the world. Yeah. Not that it was racist free right, or well, non racist. Yeah. I know, but we all have experienced it in some way. Sure. But it hasn't like I'm just saying as a white woman, I don't talk about it. But you know, one of the things that irritates me is sometimes I see you know, I see posts that are like, um, well, and don't get mad at me for saying this, because I know you would, you would, you understand, you know, like from some of my black friends, you know, it's all, it's all black, you know, hey, we have, and I'm like, well, I'll give you a perfect example, in fact. <laughs> You're going to get yourself in trouble. No, I'm not going to get myself in trouble. No, no, this, this is, um, in a business group I was in. Um, when they did a live stream, a black woman, uh, filled who actually is associated with care, the council on American Islamic relations actually, uh, was highlighting another black woman in her business and bagging on, I mean, by virtue of the fact that it was all black power to her, I found it highly insulting when there was lots of different races in that group. Um, and I'm like, I, and I almost reported her to the, to the, to the moderator because I was like, I was offended and I don't get offended that easy, but that really offended me. It's like, well, shop here cause we're, cause she's black. We need to support black owned businesses. Okay. So what makes a, and, and this is just, it's just a question, but for me it was like, well, what makes a black owned business better than a white owned business? And why does the color of the owner even matter in 2020 or 2019? You know, I'm sorry. It just, that bugs me. And I, and as believers, it, it shouldn't even be an issue, but that, that bugs me. Cause if I had said, if I had gone on a live stream and walked into a white owned woman's business, you know, beautiful boutique or whatever it was and said, Hey, all white folk woman, you know, come please like come over here and, and like help this white woman and her white business, you know, get money. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Well, that, that would be racist. It it would be, but if a black woman does it, it's not considered that. It's like, but, hey, well, this is part of our culture. We can get away with it. But it's your white privilege, your perceived. That, see, but that's not right. I don't. Um, I, and Natasha understands because she knows me. But you know, anyway, and, and anyway. Anyway, but but. But wait, let me just finish. We've, we've so completely the thing, lost the I know, context. I know, of but article. I just gotta finish this because. Because if I, as a white woman, say what I just said, then all of a sudden I'm a hater, I'm a bigot. And it's like, I hate black people. And it's like, I don't. But but it's like, they don't think some, not all, but you know, these particular people, they don't think that what they're doing is highly offensive to somebody, but our culture has switched so much that I don't have the freedom of speech to speak up about it because how dare I, because you know, you hate black people. And I'm like, I don't hate black people. But anyway, okay, I'm done. But it just... And I didn't report them, by the way, but it did bug me. Okay. Well, for those of you who may have forgotten, <laughs> we were talking about Congresswoman... Sorry. My bad. Went off on a tangent there. I'll be quiet. We are talking about Congresswoman Ilhan Omar and uh, Rashida Tlaib and how <clears throat> the nation of Israel had banned them from coming and then relented and said, you know, if you come on humanitarian uh, grounds, 
and uh, Talib, you know, saying that she's going to visit the West Bank, um, blah, 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 and then, anyway, but she says she's canceled, she, yesterday she canceled the planned visit uh, because of Israel's, uh, quote, oppressive conditions, unquote. Uh, she wanted to, she said in a statement, visiting my grandmother under those oppressive conditions meant to humiliate would break my grandmother's heart. Hmm. Um, what, what, what are those oppressive conditions? Well, apparently referencing Israel's demand that she agree not to promote boycotts against Israel and, quote, respect the limitations put on her, unquote, during her visit. And she, she went on to say, silencing me with treatment to make me feel less than is not what she wants for me, speaking of a grandmother. It would kill a piece of me that always stands up against racism and injustice. She added that I will not allow the Israeli government to humiliate me and my family or take away our right to speak out. So... <laughs> Again, certainly she has a right to speak out, whatever, but being a U.S. representative, a U.S. government official, uh, the United States who has has an ally with Israel. Israel is, you know, has an ally with the United States. And so for one of your allies to come in and uh, one of your allies to, you know, representative from your ally who's going to come over with the stated opinion that I'm going to denounce the relationships, the, the relationship that our nation has, our two nations have, and I'm going to call for boycotts and stuff like that. I mean, no, if you, if you weren't a congresswoman, you could come over and say what you wanted, but as, as a representative of the U.S. government, we're not going to let you come over and, and denounce the, you know, the, the allegiance, you know, that we have with the United States, that's just, just not right. You know, like someone with clear intentions to vandalize your house. Like, do you invite them over? Oh, sure, why? No. We're going to put the, you can come over, but we're going to watch you so that you don't, we're going to make sure you don't vandalize our house. Well, that's so oppressive. And uh, that's not right. It, anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, so people, that was Bearface. And I love him, just so you know. Yeah. And, you know, it's good that we can have this open and honest dialogue about our experiences. I mean, I remember uh, when I was in my cultural diversity course uh, in Southern California at a Christian college, Vanguard University of Southern California. Um, I learned a lot, you know, I learned a lot in that class. Um, you know, I mean, I talk a lot about the experience I had learning about homosexuality and how that was promoted. Um, but you know, one of the things that I didn't, I don't talk a lot about is how one of our assignments was going down to the Holocaust Museum in Los Angeles. That was part of my, uh, my, uh, my class was that we had to actually take a day trip to go down to the Holocaust Museum. And, um, and I've had the blessing and I consider it a high honor and a blessing to actually have visited the Holocaust Museum in Israel, um, as well. And I tell you what, if you have never had the opportunity to visit a Holocaust Museum, either one, 
well, I know there's more than, than two, but any type of Holocaust museum, you really should take the time to go and visit one um, and see, you know, how they, how they're built, what they, what the history is of anti-Semitism. Um, when we were in Israel, gosh, what was it, like 11 years ago or 10 years ago or something? I don't know, however long ago it was. I'll never forget that they had two Holocaust survivors speak to us that day. Uh, they were a husband and wife. They were both in a different concentration camps um, that they had met during their time there. And the tour guide, um, when we were going through the, the actual museum, they they and I've shared this before, but they actually designed the, the Holocaust Museum there in Israel to look, when you're actually walking through it, to look like you're walking through the halls down the gas chamber, you know. Um, and But then you'll look and you'll see, you know, they have displays and they have little, you know, little clothes, little shoes and, you know, different little um, pieces of history that, you know, the, the Holocaust deniers and the people who say the Jews don't exist and all that, you know, they don't even look at the evidence, but it's, but it's there. And I will say the the saddest part for me as a believer, as a Christian, was understanding that there was a time in history when some Christians persecuted the Jews. And yet this is not that time. Okay. And I remember them, the, the guy that was doing the tour actually telling us that, um, that Israel, Israel's best friend today is the Christians, you know, because we're the ones that, that actually promote Israel. We're the ones that support Israel. That's why America is so great. Not because we're morally great or anything, but in God's eyes, I think that we're still in his, you know, we still have some favor because we're supporting Israel. We're, and we're not trying to wipe her off the face of the earth like, you know, others want them to be. And that's why we were attacked on 9-11, a big part of it anyway, um, is because we support Israel and the Jewish people. And if you don't think Israel is important, then explain to us the history of it, which I know Randall always talks about because... Because it's amazing history. You can't explain human history without Israel, people. You just can't. Because it, it doesn't make any sense. You remove Israel out of our history and you really look at history, you're like, there's like something that doesn't look right. There's, it's like you wouldn't have half the things that you, you take for granted. You wouldn't even know that the Jewish people blessed you with it because the Jews, like, oh, it's kind of like it's a wonderful life. You know, if if George Bailey had never seen what his life was like and how many lives it touched, it would be like, it would, you know, you wouldn't, you just don't know. You know what I mean? So anyway, so speaking of that, Ariel Ministries is our sponsor and they rock. Um, they have great material. You guys know this. Uh, Ariel.org, go there. Save 20% when you use that coupon code Bible News, people. Bible news is where you need to, you need to use that coupon code and bless Ariel Ministries as they have blessed us. They really have without their support. Uh, you know, we would be hurting a lot more <laughs> than we currently are, but they are great. It's a great ministry. Um, and you can save 20% there. Um, also legal shield. Here's my ladies of justice 
mug I had made. It has my name on it. It's pretty cool, isn't it? So, Ladies of Justice, I shared yesterday that we are um, trying to earn uh, the opportunity to get into a drawing for a gift card for um, for Camp Horizon, which is a camp here locally uh, that that um, is set up to help children with cancer and and their siblings. <laughs> And my sister-in-law-in-law yesterday, I wrote this post, um, and it was so funny because I wrote it and it said something like, you know, can you help uh, me get money to enter to win this gift card for 250 bucks that will help Camp Horizon um, be able to deal with, you know, kids with cancer in order to leave their siblings during the summer or something like that. It was completely written wrong. And I, I hit publish, I published it, and just instantly my sister she's just, she messaged me and she's like are you saying that you want the siblings to not like be together or something and she wrote lol and i'm like and i was actually fixing my thing i mean it was literally what a second of publishing it too no so why this camp touches me is because you know, it sucks when anybody has cancer, but kids have, that have cancer, I mean, come on, they barely lived and a lot of them get cancer. They're born with it in some cases, right? So you got to you gotta deal with that. And this gives the kids with cancer, uh, you know, some time away from the hospital and they can have fun at camp because everybody needs to go to camp. But they also do a separate camp for the siblings of these kids with cancer because, you know, they often are the overlooked child, right? Because the kid with cancer gets all the attention because the kid has cancer. Well, Camp Horizon actually supports a camp for the kids that get overlooked. The, the kids, you know, the other kids, the siblings. So it's a great camp. Um, Randall and I, uh, well, I, I actually, Ladies of Justice, sponsored, um, sponsored it, this uh, tournament that they're having. But you know, I would love to be able to add another 250 bucks on top of what I sponsored this camp for to help these kids. So one way we can do this, we can do this a couple ways. If you haven't signed up for Legal Shield yet um, or ID Shield, just get in touch with me. If you can do it by the end of the month, before the end of the month, um, then we can get you signed up. And that membership will actually help me qualify uh, to get into that contest because um, there's only going to be a handful of people who are going to be able to get into it because the qualifications are pretty high to get into it. Um, another way you can do it is by letting me share the opportunity with you. If I can actually just sit down with you, do a Zoom call with you, show you what the membership is, I can also get into a drawing that way. So you don't even have to buy a membership. You just got to listen to me talk about it, <laughs> which is actually easy. You know, I mean, it's not that hard to do. Um, so if you're interested in doing that and learning more, then that would rock as well. And then I could tell you about our identity theft protection and all that. The other thing I want to throw out to you is that if you are already a member of mine um, and you have a referral, I'm really looking for some referrals, you guys. Um, you guys know how great this service is. Uh, and I am giving 10% of any, any sale that I get from a referral, I will give back uh, to you or to the charity of your choice. Um, because, you know, I know businesses like this grow on referrals. So if you know of somebody who needs legal shield or identity theft protection with ID shield, let me know. And if the sale comes through, I will, like I said, I'll give you back 10% to the charity of your choice or just give it back to you. Whatever's, you know, whatever's 
whatever you want. Um, you know, I do good business. I care about customer service. I actually go way above and beyond what most people do. Um, any of you that are my customers know that <laughs> probably too much. Although I can't say that's true because I've had a lot of people here locally anyway, say thank you so much for always keeping me in the loop about stuff. And sadly, other people don't, they don't, they don't do it. So, you know, if you want to guarantee some good service, you know, that's another way that you can help out. And, or if you actually want to join my team and become a lady of justice or a man of justice, you know, a, a gent of justice, I think is what we're calling it, you know, then uh, you, and this is the other side, so you can see it, then you can just contact me and we can get you signed up to do that. And you can make some good money, you guys, honestly, if you do the work and you follow the system that we have and just share what this opportunity is, you'll make some money. I am not a salesperson. I mean, I never went to school for sales. Um, you know, I don't have a background in business uh, and I've done pretty well this first year I've been in the business. Um, and so if you're coachable and you want to learn and you actually get out of your comfort zone, <laughs> you know, um, come and join my team. And, you know, when you join our team, Vicki Fitch actually mentors all of us. Monday night is, is our business, is our coaching call with her. And, you know, she's a direct sales expert. She actually knows what she's talking about. She taught me everything I know about sales. And I'm going to tell you it works. If you know how to, if you actually care about people and can think about other people above yourself, you'll do pretty good in the business. Um, once you, once you get out of the, I can't do this and nobody wants to hear about this and blah, blah, blah stage, which I had to get out of myself. You, you can do very well with this business. Everybody needs a will. Everybody needs protection. And, um, you know, anyway, so if that is you, come my way and we can help you grow as a person. Because I will tell you one thing for sure. Legal Shield, being a representative, Ladies of Justice representative, has helped me with more than anything. Has been, it's, it's developed me as, um, it's given me a lot of confidence, first of all. Um, because it's like, yeah, you know what? We are promoters of good things. How many of you out there actually, you know, like the fact that you promote good stuff and you get paid for it, <laughs> right? I'm not like selling drugs and alcohol and, and, you know, pornography to people. I'm actually selling, you know, legal protection for everybody. And if you don't know the law and, and stuff, you're going to get taken advantage of. I was talking to somebody just this week who called me up. It was actually a referral, a local referral. She just bought a brand new house. And she was telling me that her uh, landlord has not given her back her $1,500 deposit on her, you know, her apartment. She had cleaned and blah, blah. Anyway, this whole story. And so I said, all right, well, it's for 25 bucks. Let's just get you signed up and we'll, we'll get that attorney on the case for you. She wanted to give it a couple of weeks because she wants to give them a couple of weeks to, to, to pay. But I told her in the meantime, I said, look, you just bought a house. You have contracts to review for that house. You get that done for free and you have children. You need a will. She didn't have a will. I said, look, you need to get a will. Now that you own a house, get a will. Got to get a will, people. You know, if you don't have your will done, get it done. You know, probate is hell, okay? So, <laughs> 
anyway, so there's for all and for 25 bucks. And so I just told her, I said, look, you know what? Hey, not only that, but here's the thing. You can cancel it after a month. If you don't like the service, if you're not finding any value in it, if you're not using the member perks to save even 25 bucks a month on your thingy, then you can cancel it at any time. You're not tight. You're not tied into a contract. But what I can tell you, everybody, is that with the exception, I've signed up close to 60 people. And with the exception of two people who I did not sign up, those two people, I personally did not sign up. Uh, I have not had anybody cancel it because if you, if you're using the membership or being aware of what it's actually doing for you, you know, helping you, you're not going to cancel it because it's the best insurance out there. It really is, you know? So Anyway, that's the that's my infomercial for tonight. You you know where to get in touch with me, okay? If if that's if you want to do that. Um, Gina says even if you do know the law, attorneys take advantage of you without representation. That's actually very true. And you know, like I shared last night, one of the things I learned from um, hey, the honesty policy. Nice to see you. Um, one of the things I learned this week was that a lot of the contract review, a lot of us sign contracts that we need to get out of. And it's easy. The attorney said, you know, it's easier to get out of a contract with a lawyer, but it's easier to not deal with the legal situation if you get the contract reviewed first. So, you know, it takes a little extra time to use the service, but it will save you a big fat headache in the end if you actually use it. So anyway, I think Randall wants to say something. You do? What? Yeah, I thought you did. Are you just tired of talking and no, want, my... me to, want me to intercede? You know, I think I'm allergic to these roses, you guys. You <laughs> my my nose is... I know, I did. They smell great, but they now do. my nose is congested. Mm. Hey, yeah, anyway. when that happens. Yeah. Oops, wait. I'm... Anyway, so, I mean, do you have any other thoughts? We got, like, what, 10, 15 minutes left? Yeah, about 13 minutes, I guess, well... The wrap-up time, so maybe 12 minutes. All right. Um, Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, tomorrow, Randall and I are going to go down. We are starting a new ministry locally. Well, we're... We're not starting the ministry. We're participating in something new for us. Yes. You want to tell them about it and ask everybody to pray? Because I think this is a a good thing. Yeah, um, it is. This is so cool, you guys. You'll love this. It's a truck stop ministry. There are... There is a network of of truck stop chapels, interdenominational chapels at various truck stops across the U.S. There's one close to us, and basically uh, we're going there to conduct a, a chapel service, time of fellowship. Well, they say not to call it a service because it's really not a service. It's a fellowship time, mm. chapel time. Um, I'm that time, time of day, people. Time of devotion and you know prayer, that sort of thing. Just uh, time of encouragement yeah. for those uh, truckers that are on the road and happen to stop at this place as they're traveling to or from wherever they're going. And so, um, yeah, and fun. yeah, so it's going to be interesting because Randall's going to preach tomorrow morning, and um, and I am the woman. I am the submissive, you know part of the team but what's interesting here is the, that there the are a lot there are female chaplain's assistant yeah but there are also female truck drivers yes, yes so there are. part of the reason they were super excited when we we agreed to sign up to do it is because 
you know, how many of you know there are female, you know, long haul truck drivers? There are. And there are, there are several uh, husband and wife teams as well. Yeah. So that's cool. So pray for us tomorrow because this will be the first time that uh, that we will do this. Your sister is a truck driver? Wow. See? Cool. Well, there you go. So, um, yeah. So this is, this is kind of a, um, you know, the harps are always on some type of mission. <laughs> <laughs> we're like okay sure we'll we'll figure any place we can go to share the gospel is what yeah. we're, we're what we're about obviously as you guys know um yeah here i've been asked to lead a bible study and you know we're gonna do this truck thingy and we're doing this stuff and blah blah and so um you know and my cat by the way he is now addicted to the comb um he likes the comb because you know you see how sweet he's being yeah Sorry, buddy. I mean, he smells like he just came out of his litter box. <laughs> the dust. Dust there. All right. Well, we got a couple minutes left. So uh, tomorrow night is Sunday. And tomorrow, you know, we're going to probably do a little bit of a Bible study as we always do on Sunday night. But you guys have any comments or questions for us while you're here? You know, just use the last couple of minutes to answer any questions or something anybody might have. Um, she wants you to go in the road with her and make money. Well, that's the thing. You know, you can make some good dough as a long haul truck driver, as you probably know. I, I, one of my best friends is a girl, she, her and her husband, um, you, you know, you can make a quarter of a million bucks or more depending on how much you do it. So it's not, but, but it, but it's also a, um, you know, you, you got to, it's a lot of sacrifice too, if, if you're not with your, your family, you know, but anyway, you're typing like the wind, wind over there. Yeah, I am. Yeah, you are. All righty. I'm just waiting to see if any questions come through. Let's see here. Yeah, I thought it was. I was, yeah, before the moment is gone. Um, oh, you're not licensed? Okay. Apparently UPS has been delivering cargo in self-driving trucks for months and no one knew. Huh. Kind of, there's this route in Arizona. Okay. But, uh, All right. No drooling on me. You're going to get down now. Okay. I love you. I'll couple later. <laughs> Likes to get drool all over me. Anyway, they're, um, so UPS has been using some autonomous trucks uh, for a mail route in Arizona for a few months, trying it out mm -hmm. kind of under the radar. Oh. No one knew that, but very few people knew that they were. So that kind of, that's kind of bad news for truck drivers. I mean, you mentioned about making good money. If, if these self-driving trucks, you know, replace truck drivers, that would be not so good. So how do they get the packages out? Well, I mean... How do they take it to the doorstep? That's a good question. That's well, what Gina's asking. It's not It's not like the delivery vans that drive around. Huh. It's, it's, it's actually a mail route, like U.S. mail. Hmm. But okay. That's what they've been doing for a bit, but... Huh. Uh, it's been reported on several sites, Gizmodo, The Verge, Autoblog, Big hmm. Think, Bloomberg, anyway. 
through a company called Too Simple to You. Simple, one word is the is the tech company behind the autonomous trucks. But anyway, I saw that a couple of days ago. I thought, hmm, well, that's in light of the whole the truck stop ministry thing. Yeah, did you um did you also see this news here that Peter Fonda has died? Did you see that? No. Yeah, he died at 79 years old. Um and um and yeah, anyway, it was a couple of days ago, I think. It's on the Drudge report which uh yeah, it says here Associated Press Easy Rider star die, star 1960s swashbuckler Peter Peter Fonda dies at 79. So, wow, he's pretty young here. It says here, actor Peter Fonda, the son of a Hollywood legend who became a movie star in his own right, after both writing and starring in the countercultural classic Easy Rider, died Friday at his home of complications from lung cancer. He was 79. I am very sad, Jane Fonda said in a statement. He was my sweethearted baby brother, the talker of the family. I have had beautiful alone time with him these last days. He went out laughing. Born into Hollywood royalty as Henry Fonda's only son, Peter Fonda carved his own path with his nonconformist tendencies and earned an Oscar nomination for co-writing the psychedelic road trip movie Easy Rider. He would never win the Golden Statuette, but he would later be nominated for his leading performance as a Vietnam veteran and widowed beekeeper in Yuli's Gold. Anyway, I'm not going to read the rest, but... It is interesting, you know, seeing the passing of many older celebrities, you know. You ever think about your own legacy? I've been thinking a lot about mine, probably because I'm 50. Some of you people are older than that. Yeah, you are. You're like 51 or 52 or 60 or 70. Some of you are even 80. And, you know, it's weird because it's like... You know, someday you're not going to be here. Hopefully the rapture will take place and we'll be like raptured out. That would be super cool. But in the meantime, you know, what is your legacy? Think about it. You know, what do you want your legacy to be? Do you want it to be about you? Do you want it to be about your walk with God? Your I was thinking about this earlier. I was thinking about Billy Graham, you know, and and how Billy Graham is... Um, you know, my dad loves Billy Graham, right? And I was like, Dad, why do you love Billy Graham so much? And he's like, he was just such a great, you know, preacher of the Word of God and stuff. And I'm like, and it wasn't until recently when I started watching some of Billy Graham's messages, I was like, oh, now I get it. You know, because there are no Billy Grahams of today, really, in my opinion. Um, Greg Laurie, yeah, he preaches great, but he is no Billy Graham, in my opinion. Um, none of the Bible pastors of our day are anything like Billy Graham was. Um, anyway, just a thought. Um, you know, we're all different. God has his people everywhere and, uh, yeah, and all that. So, but anyway, I'm tired, people. <laughs> I'm tired. It's been a long day. Found out I had a cousin and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's late. It's 930 now almost. So I'm just going to end the show a couple minutes early. Um, since there's no questions, but thank you for tuning in. Um, and uh, <clears throat> tomorrow night, eight, 8 o'clock Central, we will be back, Lord willing, and we'll give you an update. We'll let you know how the the um, 
the ministry went in the morning. So pray for us. Those of you who pray for us, pray for us in the morning. Uh, we got to be there. Randall's going to be there at what? 730, I think. Yep. That's early on a Sunday, people. Um, I'm going to get there later. I'm not going to get there that early. I put my foot down. I said, look, I'm, there's no way I'm getting there that early. That's just not going to happen, people. <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, did I, did I, oh yeah, I did forget to tell you if you want to donate to us, just go to biblenewsradio.com forward slash give. You can go there too. All right. I think that's it. I think that's it. All right. So I hope you, uh, Draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. James 4.8. And remember to be bold, people. Stand up and go with God. Pray for the Jews. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. You know? And, um, and we'll see you tomorrow night. Okay? <laughs>